When you make decisions for your company, you always look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing and shipping to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your process to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, books, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart if you sell online, schedule package pickups through the dashboard, and automatically see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers, with rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are, even on the go. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other business decision makers with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Hi, this is Greg Kilstrom. Welcome to Season 3 of The Agile World, where we discuss customer and employee experience, organizational and workforce transformation, and how business can adapt and continually improve in an Agile age. The Agile World Podcast is brought to you by Tech Systems, an industry leader in full-stack technology services, talent services, and real-world application. For more information, go to techsystems.com. To read more about the topics discussed in this show, you can go to my website at theagile.world and read my latest articles or get a copy of my latest book, The Agile Workforce, now available on Amazon and other retailers. My name is Greg Kilstrom, and I'm the host of the Agile World Podcast. Welcome to a special episode of the show brought to you in partnership with Arlington Economic Development, where we discuss issues related to the workforce, the role of place in the future of work, and the role of the creative sector in a larger business context. We call this return on creativity. Today, we're going to talk about why it's so important for organizations to invest in internships and training for for new employees and uh, different ways for organizations to find new employees. To help me discuss this topic, I'd like to welcome Steve Cooper, CEO at Acceleration. Steve, welcome to the show. Hey, Greg. Great to be here. Yeah, looking forward to talking with you. Uh, so first, uh, for those listening, why don't you tell, tell us a little bit about Acceleration and your focus there? Yeah, well, I'm coming to you from the Acceleration Center down here in Blacksburg, Virginia, and we do something that I don't think anybody else does, and that is we have built a consulting organization that builds software for our clients. Now that itself is not particularly unique, except for the fact that most of the staff on our projects are undergraduate top uh, student engineers, uh, juniors and seniors at Virginia Tech and Radford University, and will soon be expanding to more uh, universities. So what this enables us to do, obviously, is bring a really cost-effective, high capacity, talented team to the problems that our clients have uh, building software, and we're tapping into an unconventional talent source. Let's start here by talking about the importance of internships and uh, you know your, the model that you've created from the employer perspective. Uh, so Acceleration created the, what's called the Professional Internship Organization or the PIO model. Can you talk a little bit about that and, and how it's beneficial to organizations? When you think about internships, a lot of organizations... Uh, have programs in, you know, Amazon, Capital One, Microsoft. These are award-winning programs that you read about in Forbes and other magazines. Um, But your average run-of-the-mill startup firm, your Main Street firms, your um, uh, early stage firms, they don't either have the bandwidth or the resources to launch their own internship program. So they're missing out 
on tapping into this incredible unconventional talent source, which has a lot of capacity and a lot of talent. So we decided, hey, why don't we bring that um, innovation? Why don't we bring that service to every firm and not just let uh, interns be used by the very largest of the firm? So that's what a professional internship organization is. We at Acceleration are a PIO or internship as a service. A lot of folks call it that. Um, and so we're offering internship as a service to every firm, whether it's a startup, an association, a main street firm, a, you know, a mid-sized firm, um, a nonprofit. Uh, all these uh, organizations can now tap into software engineering interns without having to launch and oversee their own program. That's great. I, I think that's such a great idea. I'm a, I'm a firm believer in interns. I've uh, in, in my various companies, I've often hired interns, you know, to start as an intern in an internship and then hire them full time. It's, yes. such a, you know, it's such a great way to, um, to do a lot of, I mean, you can, you can teach people, teach the intern stuff, but also just find great talent, um, yes. Yes. which I think is so important. And I, you know, I think that that kind of leads to the next question here, which is, you know, we're going through what some are calling the, the great resignation, you know, so, so many employees looking at, um, different employers reconsidering their career paths in the first place. I mean, some of this brought on for lots of different reasons, but, um, you know, because of this, a large percentage of employers are, employees are looking for new work, but employers are looking for new talent. Um, so, you know, do you think this helps make the case for companies to look at some alternative recruiting sources like interns uh, to fill seats, um, as well as just alternative methods to get work done. How, how does how does your model help that? Well, we help it in both ways. Um, you need the work done, and yet 40% of technology seats, if you will, are vacant, meaning that uh, a typical company, for every 10 software engineering positions that they have, only six are filled. And that's a terrible statistic because it means um, a lot of code that needs to be written isn't getting written. At the same time, you have a lot of poaching going on. You know, people are being um, stolen, uh, if you will, from uh, high rise, uh, you know, on block A over to high rise on block B, being paid a big signing bonus to switch over. And um, it, it's, it's only benefiting the recruiting firms, to be honest with you. It's not benefiting the industry at large because um, at any given point, as I said, most um, companies are 40% uh, understaffed in terms of their technology delivery organizations. And yet there sits an amazing, um, incredibly large talent source at undergraduate universities that are ready to code, eager to code. And by the way, interns uh, feature a much higher retention rate. As you said, when you hire that intern, um, Greg, you, when they start with you, they're much more likely to stay with you for a longer period of time because of the loyalty that you showed them and because they've grown up with your organization and really appreciate the culture, the environment, the bosses, the tools, all of that. Um, and they weren't you know, recruited as a hired gun, so to speak. They uh, grew up with uh, your organization as the first step in their career. They're incredibly um, loyal. So it's a great benefit all around if we can tap into that unconventional talent source that's sitting there eager to uh, contribute. You know, I've, I've got my own answer to this, this question I'm going to ask you because I, I work with a lot of, of enterprise orgs that are going through like digital transformations and, uh, you know, big, 
big integration initiatives and, and things like that. But, you know, my assumption is, you know, these these positions that you're filling, they're, they're pretty critical right now for, you know, for the things I just mentioned, as well as the, the resignations. And, you know, what are some of the roles and, and applications um, specifically that, that seem to be challenging to fill? And, and are, are those some of the ones that you're you're able to fill as well? Well, absolutely. I mean, they are very critical. We're working with biomedical firms. Um, we are working with uh, community banking firms. We're working with a wind power energy company. So you think about the missions of those companies and how software technology is going to make those companies come to life and help those companies serve more and more customers. I mean, how many more um, kilowatts can we generate with wind power the only thing preventing that is the wind power companies like our clients um, need systems built. They need systems that are going to bill and uh, invoice correctly. And um, those systems don't build themselves and they're somewhat custom. And that's what we're building. So those um, that code, that those lines of code are going to save lives. They improve lives. They save um, money and they uh, create a lot more efficiency and higher quality of life in the world. When that code doesn't get written or when that code is delayed uh, because of a lack of staff, we all suffer because of that. And again, it's just such a great way to get that code written if you can harness a whole new source of talent instead of just poaching it from the building next door. And, and uh, you know, to kind of follow on to that, these are students at, at some top universities that are that are writing this, co you know, so these aren't these aren't just, um, you know, random applicants to, uh, you know, to to an internship program. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, maybe the rigor that, that they're going through in their studies and, and stuff like that, you know, and, and why you chose to partner with with the universities that you did? Yes, we selected Virginia Tech to put our acceleration center uh, at because we knew that they had such a stellar population of top engineers uh, across all kinds of engineering, uh, not just uh, software engineering, but you have civil engineering, mechanical engineering, aerospace engineering, biomedical. Um, it's it's uh, It runs the gamut. And yet at Virginia Tech, we're able to um, hire amazing interns who come to us uh, already with an enthusiasm and a passion for software development and channel them into a pretty rigorous professional development uh, progression that we have that goes through everything from agile methodologies to client stakeholder relationships to database and design uh, technologies to DevOps and uh, production deployment practices. All of those things are things that are either not taught in the classroom or they're not taught early on. And so we're supplementing what they're learning in the classroom uh, with our acceleration-based competency progression. And so our students are able very quickly to add value to our clients on our acceleration teams so that you know they're adding value almost from week one. And certainly by the time uh, our clients have used acceleration for two or three or five semesters, um, you see tremendous productivity gains there. And a lot of times what ends up happening is those top engineering students become so enamored with and excited about the opportunities at our clients that they end up going to work for our clients. And that's another benefit that acceleration provides to our local um, university communities. We're, we're able to introduce and connect uh, our acceleration interns to the local Virginia employers that are here and companies that you may not have heard of yet, 
but companies that are doing amazing things in terms of um, state-of-the-art engineering or state-of-the-art technology that um, are the inventions of tomorrow. And those are the companies that um, top engineers really, really want to work for. And we're able at Acceleration to connect them to those. Having hired um, you know, software engineers over the years, it's the, the, one, the one kind of hesitance that I would always have with an entry-level uh, engineer is just the the lack of understanding of some of that process stuff that you mentioned, and yes. you know, because yeah. you you don't have you don't have the experience. I mean, it's not there. It's not the student's fault because um, they just haven't had that work experience. But I mean, that's 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 really interesting and really I think that's really valuable, and it adds it adds the component that I mean, many companies have people that are coaches and and maybe able to uh, you know get get entry level people up to speed eventually, but that time to productivity and time to value on, you know, on new hires. I mean, it's, it's, it's just as important for entry level as it is for, you know, more senior. So that's, that's great that that's, that's in place. Right. And what we're saying, why not push that learning earlier than the diploma? Why not back it up? And instead of having it occur, you know, after somebody graduates and, and occur on, you know, a full-time salary at their first employer, why not have that occur during an internship that happens at the undergrad level? So when that person emerges with their diploma, they, whether they go to that employer or some other employer, they are much more productive and they can accelerate their contributions much earlier. So they can be brought online as really a full-fledged uh, developer, you know, from week one, rather than having to incur that learning curve that you mentioned about process and even people relationships. You know, a lot of uh, developers have never even, uh, when they come out of college, attended a meeting yet. And, and obviously our students at Acceleration have attended lots of them. So they not only know how to attend them, but they know how to run them and they're serving as scrum masters. So those types of experiences, you really want to get those experiences um, earlier than what typically happens in the typical career model. So let's uh, let's switch gears here now and, and look at this from the student or the the intern's perspective. And you know, we we definitely just touched on this a bit um, already, but you know, just kind of thinking through from that from that individual's experience. So you know, we we already kind of mentioned some of the the downsides to not getting some of this experience, but. You know, what are are there are there any other reasons from the from the students' perspective to be part of a program like this and and what they can gain from it? Yeah, the main benefit is not uh, making the wrong choice uh, after they graduate. You know, if they can experience the work environment in an internship model prior to graduation, they're much less likely to choose the wrong job for themselves. You know, once they get out, because you know, it's, it's, it's analogous to dating before marriage. If, if you're going to graduate and the first time you have a chance to do any work in your chosen field is your first employer, you know, that's tantamount to saying, well, I, I, I never dated before I got married, right? We want you to know, hey, I like working for small companies or I don't like working alone or I really love flexibility in my job environment. There's all kinds of personal preferences that people find out about. Then you really can't learn that about yourself until you're thrown into a real environment. And then you say, you know, gosh, I really hate working in a team environment. I'm a lone wolf. I like to work on my own. And so that type of thing, that type of revelation about yourself, they discover in the acceleration program. And so what ends up happening is when they're then looking at the ultimate job they're going to take 
out of college, they can make a much, much wiser choice. And obviously, you know, it's not the end of the world. They can uh, resign and take another job if they do end up making the wrong choice. But it's so much better if they can end up in the right employer um, right out of school rather than kind of experimenting, you know, under a salaried environment. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a great man. I, I wish I, I would have had that. I, I yes. might have made a, a slightly different <laughs> decision right right out of college. Yes, hey, yes, we do that a lot. True. Live and learn, you know. But right. uh, no, that's that's great. Well, yeah, and you know the program it's as the internship programs go has been ranked very highly, and um, compared to other internship programs, why do you think that is? You know what what makes it unique? Uh, uh, versus some of the other some of the other programs that are out there. Well, the one thing that makes it unique that I talked about at the beginning of the broadcast is that acceleration is deploying our teams into client environments. So we're not we're not an in-house internship program uh, from the standpoint of the work. So we give our students our our uh, developing our developers so much experience um, in lots of different industries and lots of different domains. So they're learning Java, Python, .NET. They're also learning, as I said, agile and database. And then finally, they're exposed to uh, fintech, uh, blockchain, um, biomedical, um, and, and healthcare, all of these industries. Um, you never get that kind of experience uh, in any other program because, you know, most internship programs are really under one roof. So we're the only one that's, um, and that probably contributes to Acceleration's um, top rating. But an another great part about the program is that we're giving them lots of chances to work with uh, a full mentor. I mean, all of our internships are fully mentored. So we have a full-time staff who is the senior engineering uh, team that, that oversees these projects and that are the billable resources and project managers themselves. So you're getting fully mentored, plus you're getting a whole professional development curriculum, which uh, is a competency progression that's kind of the backbone of the program that uh, you're learning alongside your classroom learning. So it's really a great program. Obviously, um, we'd love to expand the acceleration program, and we're continuing to do that at more um, universities um, so that we can serve more clients and, and uh, bring more students. We have over 100 alumni from the program now, and um, we can't wait till we get to uh, you know the milestones of 200, 300, and 1,000 acceleration alumni. That's really great. And just uh, you know, for, for companies that might be interested in that, what's the What's the process to uh, to to see if if acceleration could be a good fit? Well, um, all you have to do is reach out to us. We're at uh, acceleration.com. I'm sure there's something on the podcast that can help them understand how to spell that. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll put a link. Uh, I'll yeah. put a link to the site. <laughs> yeah, and we're always meeting with um, new prospective clients all the time. Some of them want to get started right away. We I, just before this podcast, in fact, we were meeting with one that's probably going to start this week. Um, and it's Thursday already, so they are really in a hurry. Other um, companies, you know, have the notion that they need um, to um, introduce uh, more technology to their environments and build the talent pipeline, and yet they want to start six or 12 months from now, depending on their uh, strategic plans. So we're used to all kinds of timeframes and all kinds of different scopes. We have projects that are only uh, one student large, uh, up to projects that are seven or eight students. So um, all kinds uh, of sizes and technologies and domains. Uh, we're used to working um, across across everything. So um, we're just hoping to give as many opportunities as we can and blur that line between work uh, and learning. It, it shouldn't be a thick black line that happens at graduation. 
Well, uh, one last question before we wrap up here. Uh, you know, I mentioned the great resignation, as they're calling it, and, you know, just recent events um, has certainly uh, turned the job market a bit upside down. Uh, do you think this is, what, what effect do you think this is having on, on the internship market and, and programs in general? And what should companies keep in mind, um, you know, because of this? Well, you know, it might be to my own detriment, but I'm interested in seeing every company engage interns no matter how they do it. So launching your own internship program or engaging a professional internship organization like Acceleration, do, just get in the game because um, the great resignation means everybody's losing people. Now, I guess it also means everybody's gaining people because they're going somewhere. But um, all of this turnover is not great news. And it means it's a big flashing neon sign for all of us to read that says, um, engage other sources of talent. Don't just keep going back to the same well over and over again, doubling your signing bonuses, doubling your recruiting budgets and hiring more headhunters. That doesn't really get it done. You've got to look in other places uh, and engaging interns is one great way to do that. There are also veterans. There are folks uh, on the spectrum that are great contributors. There are uh, semi-retired people, career changers, all kinds of other talent sources that ought to be uh, tapped instead of just going and assuming I need someone with a college degree and three to five years experience. Those buzzwords need to be uh, killed off from all of our uh, classified ads right now because um, it's, it's not working. We've got to look at other unconventional places. And I think that's what the great resignation is teaching all of us. Well, Steve, uh, thanks so much for joining. Uh, for those listening, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you and, and keep up with what you're doing? Um, go to acceleration.com or nextupsolutions.com. And uh, we're happy to uh, respond. I'm, I'm right there on both web pages. Uh, we're one company and two different web pages. So I'm happy to uh, meet and connect with anybody at, at any time. Wonderful. Well, again, I'd like to thank Steve Cooper, CEO at Acceleration, for joining the show. To learn more about uh, Return on Creativity, brought to you by the Agile World and Arlington Economic Development, please go to returnoncreativity.com. Thanks for listening to the Agile World with Greg Kilstrom. See you next week. Thanks again for listening to the Agile World podcast, brought to you by Tech Systems. I'm your host, Greg Kilstrom. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to subscribe on your podcast channel of choice and leave us a rating so that others can find the show more easily. You can learn more and get a copy of my latest book, The Agile Workforce, from my website at theagile.world. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.